0: Welcome to this week's episode of Diamond Insights with me, your host, Naleli Starr. In this week's episode, I continue talking about the 31 lessons that I want to share with everybody as I turn 31 this month, uh, September, Uh, and we did go up to 10, so the last one from the previous episode was prepare for the life that you want. Stay tuned and hear more. 11th point is giving has nothing to do with how much you have. I have come to realize this because I feel like giving is more of a hard thing than it will ever be about the amount of resources that you have. Um, My mom was such a giver. There were times when she would say she doesn't have uh, money or she doesn't have something and you'd share with her the little that you have to be able to cover that thing and before you know it she's giving it to someone else when I was a bit younger maybe like in my 20s early 20s probably that would frustrate me a lot like I just give you something and then you just go ahead and just give it to somebody else Uh, but you were busy complaining that you needed it you know to kind of cushion your own need or your own want and should just say, I, I kind of just feel like the other person needed it more than I did. So, uh, and I've also found that um, there are certain people who are actually more generous, regardless of how much lead they have. Uh, I think one person who is generous sometimes it's annoying. Uh, is is my life partner? Their generosity is both a blessing. <laughs> And the curse for me, um, it, it's nice to know somebody who's really generous uh, and genuine in, in their giving, but also I think sometimes it's not knowing when to say no. To that giving, when to say, you know, actually, I don't think I'm able to meet that need. Instead of making, you know, the promise to be able to help somebody and not maybe go through with it or anything like that, but also just ensuring that your priorities or your needs as an individual, what is present for you, uh, that is met. uh, I think sometimes is so important. Uh, But yeah, so I have come to learn that giving has nothing to do with how much resources you actually have at your disposal. It's more of the willingness to actually share with other people that counts. Uh, So our number 12 is you are the most important person to you. I think, uh, I, I don't know whether I should blame it, whether I should tie it to being a Christian or I should tie it to being an African or growing up in my culture, I'm not very sure. But there's this thing of putting self is selfish and it's frowned on. And you have people who are pouring from empty teens because they have been brought up to think that they're the least most important person in in their lives. So of course taking from um, the life of Jesus, Jesus was a servant, but you know, when he needed rest he gave himself rest and there was nothing selfish about that so i think w- i personally as an individual sometimes have failed to kind of realize okay giving to myself investing in myself is actually not selfish because i am important um I'm a first aider I train and, and one of the uh, phrases that we normally emphasize is that the first aider is the most important person in that scene because they're the ones who are able to make a difference by uh, providing help to the casualty. I think it's it's the same concept that can apply really throughout our lives. If I am empty, I am not going to pour properly into other people's lives um, it's, it's going to leave me broken. So you know how bank accounts have this, um, I don't know what they'll call it, uh, book balance. Um, you need to have a book balance for your emotions. You need to have a book balance for your mental. You need to have a book balance for, uh, your physique. So that, that's just the minimum at your best that you need to be able to be at, to operate properly, to be functional. You need to have, um, awareness of what that looks like. You need to be able to define it so much that when that level is tempered with, you know what the signals are. So if for example you're very irritant, you can begin to process and tell yourself why am I why am I this irritant? You know, is it sleep deprivation? Am I hungry? Am I hungry? You know, am I tired? So we need to prioritize ourselves. You are important. I, I tell myself this All the time, especially when I suffer anxiety or I'm nervous or I'm going through something, I always remind myself that I am important. I am enough, sufficient to deal with whatever it is that I am facing. Um, But yeah, so we need to realize that we are important. So the 13th point is we are all perfect in our imperfections. So there is no perfect person without imperfection. Um, but you are perfect for the people that actually love you, for the people that understand you, for the people that value you, regardless of your imperfection. Uh, I, I put up this point because I think it is so important to just um, to embrace yourself, all your ages. You know, your rusty areas to just embrace yourself and just know that you are important you are worth it you are loved you are cared for so things like that so it's just accepting that you know where i'm at right now i'm perfect in my imperfection it means there's a part of me that is not perfect but i still love that part of me because it's who i am right now presently even as i am working towards uh, being a better version of myself i love where i'm at right now i'm embracing who i am i'm accepting who i am you are never going to be able to um challenge or confront anything that you do not acknowledge first you need to be able to acknowledge that you're imperfect and you know what your imperfections are but you love yourself anywhere and you know that you have room for growth room to to become a better person fourteenth is life has a way of sneaking up on you so life just happens you guys uh, you can be I think I read something life is what happens whilst you're out there planning uh, planning your life something like that life has a way of just sneaking up on you um, there, there are times that I think something happens to me and I have no idea like how I'm going to resolve this how I'm going to get out of this how I'm going to heal from that certain thing and then life just happens. Um, and and everything that you worried about so much, no longer worries you. It's it's gone. It's in the past. So life will just sneak up on you while it's you're busy trying to you know um, figure things out, and everything just figures itself out. It just sorts itself out, and you're back on track. Uh, so the fifteenth one is mental health is just as important as physical health. I don't know how many times I have said this in conversations with friends, with family, with colleagues. You need to be able to take care of your mental health. Mental health is so important. Um, Our brain is... Is our engine, so to speak. A a lot of thoughts, a lot of processes are manufactured in our brain, in our mind. We should be able to take care of our minds. We should be able to feed our minds healthy thoughts, healthy insights, you know, healthy knowledge, and also just paying particular attention to what we're thinking, how we're feeling, what our fears are, what our insecurities are. um, Just being present constantly present with your mental status is so important earlier today i just said you know what i'm so tired i haven't even talked to government officials yet government officials can be so draining to deal with you guys especially when you're in this in the private sector they have this thing of just bouncing you from person to person from office to office and giving you excuses and whatnot and and a friend of mine uh, commented, and I just said, you know, I don't think that I have the mental strength today to be dealing with government officials, so I think I'm just going to put it off for tomorrow morning. So today I'm going to be focusing on something that I can, I can actually do uh, in-house or, or just away from government uh, officials or government personnel or government staff, anything that you know does not touch or border with government uh, people. okay doing today today my mentor is just not strong enough to be bounced left right and center and trying to find out information about a project that we're supposed to be doing so number 16 is um, do what you love even if it's in small doses I used to have this thing of, you know, go big or go home. I think that was like my mantra in my 20s. So if you knew me in my 20s, I was all in. I was never on the fence. I had no reservations. If I'm going after something, I'm going after something. I'm all in. And if I don't envision that I'm going to have the energy or the capacity to actually go 100% in, big, boom, I'll, I'll be hesitant. I'll be procrastinating. I'll be procrastinating. But these days, I'm comfortable just with doing bits, you know, as long as I'm just doing something that I love. I think um, it's the same even with just my tailoring. I think it's the same even with just the podcast. You know, I take time. I read up. I look at the podcast. I watch YouTube. You know, I find interesting insights and I want to talk about them. But if I really don't have the time on a particular day to actually do it, I don't do it. Or sometimes I just do it in bits and pieces. So today I talk about this, tomorrow I talk about that. Initially, the old me would have wanted to do the 31 lessons in one episode. But then la- uh, last from the last episode, I realized, you know what, I can just do 10. And then I do another 10. And then I do 11. Else you get the 31 lessons. So do whatever it is that you love. Even if in the, it's in small doses. It's the same with uh, jogging. I thought at some point, you know, the standard for jogging is like three times, uh, three times a week. You know, you need to exercise three times a week. I told myself, you know what, this time I'm going to jog every weekend. So I love jogging. It, it relaxes me. It's such a stress reliever for me. It's it's on point. It's, it's something that I really, really love to do. So I just said, you know what, I'll do it on, on weekends. So Saturday mornings, I'll get up, I go jogging, and that would be enough for me. If, if, I, if I manage to find time to actually jog during the week, that's a bonus. But Saturday is enough, like more than enough. I don't even have to do it on the Sunday all over again. I've just told myself, I'm just going to do whatever it is that I can do in in small doses and it's it will still be done i'll still feel the same impact as doing it every other day and sometimes knowing where your life is at also just allows you to plan for things so if you know that you can't like personally for me i don't think that exercising three times a week in this season of my life is actually feasible so you know saturday just works for me and i'm okay with it um So number 17 is life happens in seasons that can change very quickly without notice. Um, I I think reflecting over the last maybe 10 years, you know, just seeing how much I've transitioned from, you know, getting admission into the university, getting into university, getting married, having a kid, graduating, finding my first job. um, Then, you know, having a thriving business, then going broke, then having my second child and going to school for my master's, then finding my second job, which I love so much. Um, Life really does happen in seasons, but here's the catch. Like there's no telltale sign. Like for me, I, I know for other people, it could be like in the pipeline and something is happening and you know, it's going to be big. But for me, it's, it's, it's things that have happened almost coincidentally. One minute you're here, next minute you're there. Next minute you no longer have what you have. Next minute you're doing something that is good and amazing and you have what you had or times two or something like that. But life happens in seasons. I think that the secret is to try and maximize each season there's a time that I, I, I was actually having a conversation with a friend and I said, I think I wasted my, my low season, you know, uh, if you're a Christian, you know, there's this, there's this thing of, I'm in the valley, you know, like, It's it's a bad season. It's a season where not a lot of things are happening. It's a little dry. There's not much excitement. And I was just telling a friend, I think I actually wasted that time of my life. You know, I think I if if it had to happen again, I'd I'd think of it differently. I'd do things differently in a way that I'm able to maximize. But I think I really wasted that season of my life. But yes, so life happens in seasons. They sneak up on you real quick without notice. Uh, Just be mindful to really maximize. Um, So the 18th one is when it comes to relationships, quality over quantity is gold. Um, Last year, one of the things that I wanted to do was grow my. But also, I just wanted more friends. And I won't lie, I still want more friends. It would be nice to actually have friends that you just hang out with over the weekend. And friends that you can, you know, do trips with. And friends that you can do breakfast with. And friends that you can do Bible study with. You know, just different kinds of people. I I think that would be really, really nice. But then I think over the last... um, Maybe 24 months, I've really, really enjoyed the support that I have gotten from the few friends that I have. And I actually realized, I think the quality of friends that I have, the relationships that I have, are 10 out of 10. Like, they're way greater than having a quantity of friends that I can't actually count on when I need them, you know, like to come through for me the most. So, yeah, I, I think much as it would be nice to have like tons of friends uh i think it's actually nicer to have a good quality of crop you know when it comes to relationships people that you can actually rely on td jacks has this thing where he says you know there should be at least five to seven people who when put together know your full life story so there's a bit of this in this one. There's a bit of this in this one. There's a bit of this in this one. I have like four really close friends. And I think I go to them for different things. So when you like put them together, you kind of know like majority of my personal life. When you add my sister to it and another friend who I'm very close to and confide in as well. And oh, my mentor as well. Oh, I forgot that. Um, I think you'd probably have a full a full picture of what my life is like. Yeah, I'm confident. But I think just the quality itself is is so rich. I, I think I'm, I'm really grateful. So quality over quantity when it comes to relationship, that's where your body is. Number 19 is emotions are indicators, not dictators. I deliberately put this here because I think a few days ago I allowed my emotions to actually dictate the way that I reacted so instead of actually just... You know, reflecting and okay, why am I feeling like this? Why why am I being triggered like this? Which is normally a process that I I like to do these days to understand why am I feeling nervous? Why am I feeling anxious? Why am I feeling jealous? You know, why am I feeling hurt? Why am I feeling angry? Uh, I, I like to have that uh, reflective process when I feel a certain kind of emotion. But yes, so don't allow your emotions to become dictators. Don't ever be that person who says, you know, I I did something foolish because I felt angry. Uh, and you're so filled with regrets because I think that's where it all leads. If if you're going to allow your emotions to dictate to you how you behave, you're going to have a lot of regret. But if you allow your emotions to become indicators, you know, like, oh, why do I feel insecure? Is there a part of me that I actually need to focus on developing? Why do I feel like this? Why do I allow people to treat me like this? So it's, it's, it's really that kind of process. So allow your emotions to indicate to you what's going on internally especially when you're absent from your mind from from yourself so to speak uh emotions have a way of just being indicators and telling you okay this is happening sometimes when uh i, I spoke earlier about being fatigued or being irritated you know it it could be you're irritated because you're hungry i'm like that when, when i'm hungry i also just shut down so i'm, I'm really quiet you'd actually think i'm i'm, I'm giving out you know a negative vibe of mood or whatever but i'm just hungry and majority of the times i'm quiet and just thinking what could i eat or oh my gosh something like this would actually be nice to eat so allow your emotions to be indicators and not dictators and the last one which i think could be my favorite on this list is that insecurity is a cancer don't entertain insecurity it has a way of just affecting your life in words that you cannot even possibly begin to imagine it could affect the way that you relate with people it affects the way that you view yourself so your self-image is distorted the way that you relate with people is whack and damaged and just your self persona really is affected because you are insecure, because you feel insufficient, because it's a part of you that you are failing to address or failing to develop. And for people who like are struggling a lot with insecurity, uh, you know there are people that you can talk to. Hopefully, if you have confidence, you can use them. But also, I think there are counselors who can help you uh, get through insecurity. One of my sayings, one of my favorite sermons on um, on a uh, on youtube and I, I have actually downloaded this one uh so it's on my downloads is a cure for the insecure by joyce meyer anytime that i find myself feeling insecure i always listen to that same one, because i understand that well it's insecurity of course is an emotion that is indicating something inside it's a cancer that needs to be dealt with it's something that needs to be resolved urgently for that matter because it affects part of parts of your life in ways that sometimes are very subtle you can't even pinpoint it like oh okay something like this or i'm reacting like this or my relationship with this person is being um you know damaged because i am insecure so remember um i don't know if i've already talked about uh knowing and owning your Toxicity. Okay, this one is for the next episode, but yeah, so this is where we are. So today we're going to end at 20. Last time we ended at 10. In the next episode, I'm going to be uh, covering my lessons from 21 to 31 to give you 31 lessons in total. I hope you enjoyed listening to this week's episode. I look forward to hosting you again next week.